You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 597. Backup or not to backups? You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 597. Gaz, three shows away. Just three. From what? Well, from 600. But if you actually, if you think about it, we are one show away from 598. Ah, now that's That's really in. That, um, yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 600, meh. Yeah. Yeah. Big deal. Who cares? Uh, now I didn't talk about this last week and you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I have no idea why other than in my mind, I was thinking that I shouldn't say anything until it was released, (laughs) but it didn't really matter because, because Bart is really quick at releasing his show. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He got his show out long before you and I got our show out. Uh, so I did the let's talk Apple show last week. Um, yeah. Uh, and oh, the other thing is I've, I've got some weirdness with the, the 2010 Mac pro that I have okay. for okay. some reason. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's working fine though. I did have, I, I occasionally have some issues when I fire up audio hijack pro right. because the way I've got the setup now is I'm doing audio hijack pro it's outputting to the virtual uh, aggregate audio devices that I made in loopback. And then everything from mm-hmm. there is going into GarageBand. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, that that's fine. But occasionally when I fire up audio hijack pro, the, I get a kernel panic and the whole computer just dies. So I was, I was, I'd gone back and forth with Paul over at Ro- Rogue Amoeba uh, a yeah. couple times over it. And he was like, well, you know, there's really nothing that, that, we're doing that, that could make that happen. It has to be something that's attached to the computer. And I was telling him, I said, well, the only thing I've got attached to the computer is this, this USB microphone that's, that's related to the audio hijack stuff. But then I started looking a little bit deeper and what I, now you remember when I bought this machine, I was really psyched because it already had 32 gigs of Ram. Yep. But when I checked the RAM, it's listed at 800 megahertz. And every guide that I saw for the, the Mac Pro uh, 5.1, which is what this is, says that it should be 1066. So with a little bit of more research, I, I actually posed a question over in the Mac Geek app. I don't know if Dave will ever get to it. And, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Someone there put in a link to an article that talked about how some cheap RAM, the, the EEPROM for the RAM isn't always programmed correctly. So I'm thinking even if the RAM is the right speed and you know, the, the, you know, everything is fine with it. There's a good possibility that it's that the RAM itself is not programmed properly. Yep. So 
just to be on the safe side. And that actually kind of makes sense. If I'm putting a lot of pressure on the machine and yes. when you're yes. doing audio hijack and garage band and, and all the stuff that we do for this pot, oh, sorry, all the stuff that I do for the podcast and, and I'm not discounting what you do because this show would not be the my Mac podcast with guy and gas without gas. <laughs> Just get on. Just get on with it. I know. (laughs) Tangentially speaking, uh, um, if there's a problem with the RAM and I suddenly put a lot of pressure on the machine, then that could be what's causing the kernel panic. Could be. So I've gone ahead and uh, ordered some some new RAM, and it's it's remarkably inexpensive. Can can. You know, compared to what I have paid. Well, for how much guy before. is that RAM? How much is that RAM that you've uh, paid for? For thirty-two gigs for this yep. computer, one seventy-seven. Yep. Uh, okay, yeah, that's not reasonable. In, not incon- inconsequential, but no, no, you but could it, live with it. It's a lot of RAM, and it's special RAM. It, it's not. It's special. It is yeah, and believe me, when it comes <laughs> to it, stuff I have. It has to be special. special. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because. Guy's the one. Mm hmm. <laughs> that is quite true. Yeah. So, so that, that's. Because we, because we. You remember Guy? Yeah, we remember yeah, Guy. Yeah, we remember Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, just before we started the show, you had mm-hmm. some news concerning yeah. a certain thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good news, bad news. Possibly good news, possibly bad news. Um, the the reason I've been holding back and not committing to saying whether I could get to Macstock or not is because I've been waiting for confirmation as to when exactly my daughter's graduation would be. And it is mm, two days before, or actually a day before, I would be leaving for Macstock. And we will still be down in South Wales on the day that I would be leaving for Macstock. So... Things are not looking good. Let's put it this way for my uh, excursion to uh, to this year's Max stock. However, I've not given up hope yet. I'm going to take uh, a look at the flights and see when they come in and when they land in in Chicago, 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 uh, and and see what the uh, the situation is. But uh, we are taking my my parents down. Uh, to see the graduation as well, so that means we'll oh, nice. we'll obviously we'll have to get back. I'll have to drop them off, and then I'll get home, and then I'd have to say, uh, "Bye, Mrs. G. I'm off," uh, and see what she says. So, uh, it, mm, no, what looking, you do, actually, Gaz, what you do is you don't yeah. tell her you're going to go to Chicago after all this. <laughs> you drop her off, and you say, "You know, I'm, I'm going to go down to the pub for a pint," and then just out the door. <laughs> and come say, back, come back five days later. Yeah, right. I don't know what happened. Oh my god! Oh dear! Oh dear! Yeah. Well, so we'll see whether I can make it or not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a look, but it's, it's not looking good at this point in time. And I was on a show last week as you well. Were the, the British Tech Network Mac show? Um, I wasn't scheduled to be on it, but I was in the chat room and uh, suddenly got asked if I could uh, jump on. So I. Yeah, I basically also did a quick screen share with my daughter this week to help her with an AAC slash AIFF to MP3 conversion in iTunes. And this might be a little bit of a tip this week. So, uh, Hmm. yeah, look out for that. Listen out for the exciting stuff that is the Guy and Gaz My Mac podcast. That's with tips and stuff. And stuff. stuff. Should Should we go over to the website? Oh, please, quickly, quickly. 
Okay, tech fan number 245, monkey! Oh, I Take- should have had a monkey sound effect ready. You- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that was rather good. Um, <laughs> uh, all I can say is David and Tim discuss a car accident. Ow. Security, infrastructure, liberty, and more. Oh, and technology, of course, including Fire OS, Microsoft building a wall around Windows, Apple and both the Mac OS and iOS, Epic Games, Tim Sweeney and Monkeys. <laughs> Next up is the McAlley Apple MFI certified car and home chargers with detachable lightning cable for iPad and iPhone. Longest title ever. <laughs> this is a review ever, ever by Kaysen Jube. Apple MFI, sir. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to read that whole thing. That when Jason received these Get two gone. items, boy, it, it's like it's like you got the title here, and then the first we'll part of the, the article of is we'll the, the title part. again. When we'll Jason the received these two items, he figured everybody is from Macaulay. It's thirty dollars each. Yeah. It's going to be tough to review these as separate units, and he was right. The cables are exactly the same, except for oh, got to change that here. Hold on, except oh, for no, yeah. no, I except changed for color. I changed it. <laughs> they both work perfectly interchangeably, and also in your computer of choice. The real difference between the two products is the charger and the color. We can't forget the color. <laughs> okay, so folks, what happened was I, I pasted that information into the show notes and color was spelled C-O-L-O-R. Yeah, which the way is it should be. Wrong, no, that's, that's the right wrong. way. No, that's how, hey, let me wrong. tell you something. That's how Donald Trump would have spelled it. <laughs> well, what can I say? You've said it all. Okay, my Mac Spotlight. <laughs> This is Krishna M. Sadasivam. Oh, nice. See, you, you, you got all that practice reading <laughs> languages, and you just bolted right through that. Every week here at MyMac.com, they will spotlight a company developer or person that supports Apple users by creating solutions or entertainment for the Mac, iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and other platforms we use and love by asking them to answer seven questions. This week, they turn their attention to Krishna M. Sadavasim. That's not as good. Uh, creator, uh, creator of the PC Weenies. So go, go over. <laughs> go, ready? Go, go, or go. Take so a read. Serious. <laughs> um, go over to the website. Take a read. Next up, we're never going to get through this. Next up is the iHome IB37 color, color changing over ear headphones. Really? This is a review by Case and Jube. IB37 color changing over ear headphones, iPhone or iHome audio, $50 US. Yeah, so I don't, you just said that so I don't complain about it again. Yes. Banana. Banana. Jason loves iHome audio. 
they have built themselves a nice brand. He admits he had a slightly negative bias against them as budget, always finding their stuff in clearance at Big Lots. But he has been pleasantly surprised in the recent past with their speaker and headphone offerings, such as the iHome IB37 over-the-ear headphones. Doesn't Jason, say the. Huh? Doesn't say the. Oh, well, hold on. I'll fix that. Hold on. <laughs> there. <laughs> over-color ear headphones. Jason has used quite a few headphones in his life. And these are some of the better ones that he's owned. Gaz, take us out. Okay. If you want to write for MyMac.com, send an email to Nemo at MyMac.com. That's N-E-M-O at M-Y-M-A-C dot com. And he'll probably say, unless you... Yeah, sorry, John. Um, he said, unless you want to be absolutely destroyed by the G-Men, don't write for us. But I advise that you go and write because John's good. It's good for the site. And uh, just stand by to stand by. We'll be right back. Really, we will, honestly. <laughs> we will. Eventually. I wish I was a spaceman. The fastest guy around the line. You run the universe and punch you in the eye. <laughs> Take us out. Oh, no. No, you already did that. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchot, host of the Let's Talk Photography podcast. Each month I gather together a panel of photographers and we chat about a theme related to the art and craft of photography. It's not about the gear. It's about making better photos regardless of your camera. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie. I know that we kind of bring more laughter than information. <laughs> <laughs> it's the G Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to the second section of the Mighty MyMac podcast, number 597, just three away from 600, but we don't care because it's only one away from 598. Yeah, that's the important bit. That's the important bit, of course. Now, um, we got an email. We did. We got an email. I'll just repeat that. We got an email. 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 And and who sent that email, Gaz? Well, I think it's possibly from Ray in Boise. Boy, I'm Boise. Don't say his email address. I'm not saying his email address. I just said we got it from Ray in Boise. Okay. Okay? Now, Now, let me read his email, and then I think we should respond appropriately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Okay. Uh, sorry, we'll we'll, we'll respond. respond in some former fashion. In some fashion, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Ray said this month the wife. I don't let her hear you saying that, yeah. Ray. That's what I can say. This month the wife asked for a replace. Sorry, let me let me let me help you out here, Ray. This month, my darling wife <laughs> asked for a replacement of her 2013 MacBook Pro. Crikey, she's asked for one. Oh, this month, the wife asked for a replacement of her 2013 MacBook Pro. The last with a super drive. Ultimately, she chose a new 12-inch MacBook. She asked that I complete a migration from her current MacBook Pro to avoid, as she put it, start all over. I was happy to make that happen. 
I made sure a time uh, machine backup was performed. Normally, as Ray in Boise says, I would also make a second backup via USB. But alas, there was not... and a lack. Alas, there was not an extra drive in the house. To make a long story shorter... Completing a migration of a TM backup from our airport AC, time capsule was going to run 49 hours. Yes, I'm just going to repeat that. 49 hours. After struggling to cope with a nearly two-day restore of 250 (laughs) gigabytes to her new MacBook. It's one bit at a time. He broke down and cried. No, he didn't say that. He says, I broke down, ran to the local Best Buy and purchased a one terabyte usb3 drive completed a backup and migrated using that backup in less than an hour right okay what i want to know is what is a simple way to back up off the chance sorry back off back off back off. back off in the up chance <laughs> in the off chance a crash does happen and i don't want to spend an eternity recovering from a wireless backup my first thought would be to buy a nas that has the capability um, to be connected also by USB or Thunderbolt. Does such a device exist? At this point, I am finding that a wireless uh, time machine backup is simply a complete waste of time. Right, okay. Which bit should we, should we address first? I'm going to address the last, the very last piece yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Right, Go ahead. Um, a time machine backup is not simply a complete waste of time, Ray, because... I would say that you never know when there is a section of that time machine backup that you really do need yep. and that is really useful. So don't think that that is a complete waste of time. Now, if now, we well, well up- let, let, let's go, let, let me interject there for a second. Yes, yes it's, by it's all not means. it's not a waste of time for the thing that Gaz just described, where you need to restore a file. Um, would I choose a time machine backup? to restore a computer no yes yes no i would not yes i'll say yes because i've done it however the difference here is whether you'd have a time machine backup which is over wireless or not now if you have that remote time machine backup there is every possibility if you can get to that time machine backup device and then link it to your new device, you might then be able to restore from that time machine backup. Oh, you mean a direct Um, connection? Yes, over wire, uh, a wired connection rather than over the Wi-Fi. And I think I would totally 100% agree with you that trying to restore a time machine backup over the air can be rather elongated because I've been there myself. I I found myself and don't... Yes, yes. Don't – I found myself nodding my head. No, no, the tip's uh, not – no, the tip's not yet. Okay. So I found myself nodding my head um, that, yep, yep, it's a nightmare when you try and restore from a time machine backup over the air. It doesn't matter how fast your um, airport is and it doesn't matter how fast yeah, your, your system wireless, is. Yeah, your wireless connection is. Uh, it really doesn't help um, the, the whole process. However – Having a time machine backup for those little incremental bits is really useful, so it's not a waste of time. And if the worst-case scenario or a scenario kicks in that you actually want to migrate from that device, if you can get to hard 
you know, a hard cable connection to it, then I would say not a problem. Yeah, and, well, and you can – it doesn't even necessarily have to be USB. If no. If you have a hard connection to your computer via Ethernet and your time machine backup is connected via Ethernet, that will definitely speed up the process as well. Yeah. Because I – a quick aside, um, I copied my entire iTunes library from the, the Mac Mini – to the Mac Pro over my network, but both devices were completely wired, and we're talking uh, over two terabytes of data. Now, it did take over a day to do so, but I don't think that's a huge surprise considering the amount of data that was being passed back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Now, <clears throat> I think what you've got to, what you have to do as an individual, and I'm not just pointing, well, I'm not really pointing the finger at Ray here. I'm just pointing the finger just generally in, in the direction of everybody who's listening. What you have to try and work out in your own mind is how you can make a convenient backup work for you. Because if you can't make the backups work for you, you'll end up not doing any backups, which is the worst case scenario. Yes. Now, at the, at the very start of this, I actually I asked a guy to say, um, backup or not two backups. That's the number two. Rather oh, that, than is that, that's why backups. you had me change the graphic. That's why I had Guy change the graphic. Now, the reason I say this is because I have actually three backups. So why are you talking about two, Gaz? I can hear you all shouting at your devices. Well, the reason I say I have three is because I have two at home, one which is a clone, one which is a time machine, and then one which is offshore, as it were, i.e. I back up on it periodically and it lives um, at work. It lives somewhere else. So really, if my house burnt down, you could say I've actually only got two backups. So that's your minimum to have at least. Now, most people say that you want one in the cloud, um, one at someone else's house and one somewhere else. So you've got three backups. Now, let's be practical here. It's not that easy and people really aren't in the mindset to do that sort of stuff. No, an offsite backup is not an easy thing to keep going because it requires a lot of work on it does. the person it does. doing the backups. It, it does, but it all depends how much work you are doing with your device. If you are you know, in business with your, you know, your machine and you have very important data, you will have this in place. You will have it sorted. If you're a little bit like perhaps Guy and myself where We're sorry. we have – we're sorry, yes, um, <laughs> where you have access to take um, a spare hard drive off-site or you have family members fairly close by or a willing neighbor, but then you're starting to talk about encryption and all that sort of stuff um, because I would encrypt your backups to make sure that only you can get them. And then you, 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 you're adding more complications, which is, as I can hear lots of people shouting at my device that's, you know, their device that's uh, listening to a podcast, is your ideal scenario. But we're all humans and we've all got to live our lives. So let me just tell you what I do. Guy can tell you what he does. And then you may be able to decide yourself what is your best option. I have a Lacey drive here, which is actually a multi-terabyte device, which I have split into two hard drives. I've also got two other devices. <clears throat> now, the Lacey drive, which I 
I deem to be a, a slightly more expensive drive, so I want a fairly reliable drive, is a Thunderbolt drive connected to my machine. I've split it to have the um, the Time Machine backup running on one partition and a clone on the other partition. Now, I can hear, before you all shout at me, people on the phone or people on the uh, on your um Podcast listening devices, whatever you're listening to us on. Yes, I understand that is basically just one backup. But the reason I've done that that way is so I've got the incremental and so I've got an instant access to a clone if I need to reboot into that clone for any any urgent moves. What I've also got, and this is where, you know, you go into the decision-making process of saying, do I have two, three, or four? Because what you could say is you've got your device with all your your, your um, files on it. You've got a backup which you might have sitting hard-connected to your machine, which you may either do a clone backup, and there are multiple clone uh, software packages out there. I use both Carbon Copy Cloner and... Um, Super duper. Oh, super duper. Super duper. Uh, and I use both of those in different ways, and I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, so if you have a, um, a hard drive that's constantly backed up to your, uh, uh, connected to your machine, I would kind of use that as a time machine. You could, in another part of the house, as Ray in Boise has, um, have a time machine backup which is either connected to your airport or whether you've got a time capsule itself, which is backing up your devices. And you could use that actually for a time uh, time machine backup for incremental uh, incremental items and have another hard drive which is actually connected to your device which you can occasionally um, set up as a cloned backup. Now, what I also do with my OneDrive, yes, I know that I've I'm not – you know, doing it in another part of the house. I'm I'm relying on just one lacy drive with several partitions or a couple of partitions, one doing the time machine, one doing the clone. But what I also has is a have is a portable portable drive, which I periodically bring in, do a backup and take back out and leave it at work so it's off site. Now, there is a time period which I am prepared to accept that if I lose my data between that time period Okay, fine. I'm happy to have lost that amount of data. If you're in a business or if you're in a high turnaround, whatever, and you really want to keep that up, then that's a process that you've got to try and work out and understand yourself as to make sure you get the timing right. Maybe you have two portable hard drives because portable hard drives, they're pretty robust items, I tell you. They really are pretty robust. And relatively um, inexpensive these days for some And relatively inexperienced, absolutely in, in, uh, inexpensive. <laughs> expensive. Not in, not, <laughs> let's hope they're not inexperienced. <laughs> and then you can do your clone backups to those and rotate them if you wanted to, which would make your life even, you know, even better. Now, the, the issue there is you're taking it to somewhere where you've got to know it's secure. So that's my process. That's what I do at the moment. Guy, yes. what sort of back what sort of backup routine do you have? Uh well, I can't do an offsite backup like you do because I I can't take drives into the place where I work. So Okay. Um what but what I basically do is uh, I've got a a Mac Pro that has multiple drive bays. So the first two drives 
in my Mac Pro are my active drives, the ones that I, I'm actually using all of the time. The other two drives in my Mac Pro, I use Carbon Copy Cloner to do a weekly backup to. Now, at the same time, I've got a Drobo. I've got a uh, four-bay Drobo that I have partitioned in various ways. One of those partitions is for my Time Machine backup because Time Machine backups for what I would use them for, which is just to restore files that may become damaged or lost, uh, doesn't need to be super robust as far as speed goes. So my Time Machine goes to the Drobo. I do a separate backup of my two active drives on the Mac Pro using Carbon Copy Cloner, also going to different partitions in the Drobo. Now, these are spread out over uh, a couple of different days. And can, I, can I just interject there, if I may? Sure. Now, a lot of people may not be, have the money to spend on the Drobo, but the okay. one thing that you've got there is a is in itself a backup of a backup because the Drobo is fairly good if you interchange its drives yes. to make sure it's got some redundancy, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So if one of the drives dies in my Drobo, all I have to do is take out that drive and the Drobo will tell you which drive it is that's going bad. Stick in a new one of at least the same size and the Drobo will rebuild itself and if it's working correctly, not lose any data. Yeah. Now... Um, as far as offsite backup goes, I don't do this, but I really, really should. There are services that will allow you to take every single bit that you have in your house, as far as data goes and back it up to, uh, to their servers. And I, th I think one of them is called Carbonite. Yep. And, uh, it's not super expensive. I think it's around a hundred dollars a year, something like that, but it's basically just space that they're giving you to back all of your stuff up to. You could probably do kind of the same thing. If you got a, uh, a Drobo account that has more than just the, the free space that they give you and how you set up your Drobo, you could it, uh, I'm not even sure about this. Can you use Carbon Copy Cloner to back everything up to a, a Drobo space? Uh, that I don't know because I don't have Drobo, so okay. I don't know. Or not Drobo. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Uh, the the drives say I had uh, a terabyte of data, which is, is ridiculous because I have unfortunately a lot more than that. Uh, but I wanted to back it up to the Drobo. Sorry, to Dropbox. Could I take the stuff that I have on my computer, back it up to Dropbox, and have that all set up through Carbon Copy Cloner? Uh, should be uh, able to because it. We well, should, but I'm not, no, no, I think. Well, 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 I think you're just trying to make it too complicated to do that. Though, let's stick with what you do at the moment because okay. um, I think that's the important thing here. It, it sounds to me like you're kind of duplicating something there. If you're going to back all your stuff well, up, well, it to, depends. I, I know what you're trying. What you're saying is use Carbon Copy Cloner or Super Duper, and use your off-site backup storage to do that clone. I don't know whether you can do that or not, but actually okay, well, it's, at, basically, at this, it's just a but, folder. But, but, so but, you should but, be able to do it. But what I'm really interested in is what you do at the moment. So that people know what options there are available to them. Okay. Because well, that's, I, that's, I think 
that's basically that's the, it. Now, with okay. the Mac Mini, which is my main iTunes server for everyone here in the house, um, I have a relatively large, like a, a three terabyte hard drive, external hard drive connected to the Mac Mini for the iTunes library that everybody in the house uses. I have another hard drive that's connected up also to the Mac Mini, and I use Carbon Copy Cloner from that Mac Mini to make sure that those two drives stay in sync. So if my main iTunes drive suddenly dies, I can just use the backup and be right back up and running again. But as far as iTunes goes, now remember what I said earlier, I I basically took my entire iTunes library from the Mac mini and I copied it over onto a drive on the Mac pro. So I also have a backup of my entire iTunes library here on the Mac pro as well. And I keep, and I keep, and once I had them originally in sync and it's, it's, not as easy as it could be or really as it should be. So what I basically have to do is any updates I do on the Mac mini, as far as iTunes goes, I have to do those same kinds of things on the Mac pro. Yeah. You see, you're, you're creeping into the realms of convenience and that's where that's not convenient. Yeah, precisely. Absolutely. Precisely. That's, that's where I was going with that. The fact that what, what, what I want people to do is to do something which they are going to achieve on a regular basis. Right. Well, and, all right. And, and that to, and being have, said, that being said, to me, you get a hard drive, you get two hard drives. Yep. Or one hard drive that is at least twice as big as the entire amount Preferably. of storage that you have. Preferably. Yeah. And your carbon copy cloner or super duper backups, if you partition the drive, they only have to be as big as the drives that you are backing Correct. them up to. Correct. For time machine, the time machine backup drive should to be, make it to make it really useful. Yes, to make should it, be yeah. as big as you can possibly make it because over the, and above your drive. Yes, because yep. the bigger it is, the farther back in history it will keep your stuff. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So. The thing, the thing that we're getting to here is that there are so many different variations of actually creating a backup drive um, uh, process. What you've really got to think about is actually having a backup process in place. Have a plan in place and get to stick to it. Both my girls that um, um, are at uni, I've given them exactly – I've given – given them multiple drives and they now basically plug them in alternately um, with those drives, you know, the, the one that they're not using at that current point in time being in a safe place. Um, they have fireproof saves in their room. So that's great. That's where they go. Um, uh, you know, they could lose all the data, but you know, this is the safest thing that we've got at the moment, or at least so they can get back up and running. And I've got them um, either super duper or carbon copy clone up, you know, it, it's much between the Six two of them. Six of one, half dozen of Six, Yeah, absolutely. And I've got that set up. Certainly carbon copy cloner makes it really easy to schedule backup. So yes, as, soon, as soon as they get into the desk or onto their desk, they know that they should be plugging into the this particular backup driver, whichever one they've got out at that time. And at super duper, as soon as it sees it, 
um, or Common Cup Clona can then automatically start its backup. And it does a incremental backup. So it'll only do as much as it seems for the last one. Now, yeah. they don't tend to do time machine backups because they're on and off of the machine all the time too quick. And sometimes time machine can take a lot of time. But as long as they've got a clone backup, I can get them through and up and running again. And that's what I'm interested in. But the thing is, you've got to make sure that you set yourself up with a plan which you're going to stick to and re- and think about redundancy. That's the point here. If your house burns down, how upset, how annoyed how concerned would you be if both your computer and the backup drive that you have got were destroyed in or stolen or stolen absolutely in you know the worst case scenario so then you've got to think up the process of having a further redundant drive which is off site or somewhere else perhaps in a fireproof safe within your house which you take out regularly and keep it updated you've really got to have a good backup plan in place and that's and it's got to, but it's got to be something that you can stick to and that that suits you it's no good us telling you what to do um you've really got to sit down and think yeah. about the data that you've got and how secure you want it to be and uh just just to put kind of a cap on the conversation, uh, what I would do, especially if you don't currently have a backup, most people have – these days, most people are basically working off of a laptop. Yeah. So you need a drive that is at the very least twice as big as your drive on your laptop. Get the paid-for version of either Carbon Copy Cloner or super duper schedule a backup with that software to an external drive. So that is, there's, there's backup. Number one, backup. Number two should be a drive connected up probably through your network that time machine can see. And basically once you turn time machine on, it's, it's a no brainer. You no longer have to think of it. Time machine will take care of itself for the most part. So there's backup number two, backup number three. And it's, you know, I mean, people that are listening to this show, I think most of them can afford something along the lines of either an extended, uh, Dropbox or Carbonite, or even Amazon S3. Yeah, there, or, there, or, there are, man, lots there are, of, there are many off, yeah, there are many offshore, um, off-site um, backup uh, options. Yes, definitely. Right. So set up set up a, a, a full or incremental backup using either SuperDuper or Carbon Copy Cloner to that, and remember that you don't you don't have to be there when these backups are taking place, you can schedule these things for two o'clock in the morning when you're asleep. And when you get up in the morning, it's going to be done done. except for your very first time that that'll probably take a little, that might take a while. That might take, but uh, that that's my feeling on it, but definitely put a plan in place. Okay, guy. Yeah. I think we, we almost made sense there. I know. Well, we've got to stop that. Yeah. We got to stop that. So take us out quickly. Okay. Everyone, please stand by to back up to stand by to, back up and we'll be right back back up well no i'm not backed up now i I I had a i had a good morning hello 
people, my name is Peter Bird, and I am the host of the Deep Look podcast. The idea behind the show is that we talk to our guests and we learn more about them, the subjects, the people, the things that shape their lives or the things they're interested in, or the things they would possibly want to know more about. Basically, we just like to look a little deeper and see what's there and to learn. If that appeals to you, or you like that idea, or if even if you have a guest that you think we should try and speak to, then come on by and give us a go. We are part of the Stoplight Network. This is Dave Hamilton from the Mac Geek Cab, and I never listen to Guy and Gaz, uh, the G-Men on the My Mac Podcast. And welcome, everyone, back to the show. This is the third section, obviously. And, obviously. Uh, we're we're going to sort of get away from all that, that serious talk that we just had. Why so serious? Why so serious? Yeah. Well, you can't resist it, can you? I said it, but you still had to play it, didn't yeah. you? You just can't. You can't. It's just awesome. It is awesome. But you know why I do that? Um, I don't know what. Why do you do that? Well, it has something to do with nodding my head. Hit it. Gases and tips. Mostly. Gases and tips. Mostly. It's terrible. Gases and tips. It's time for Gases tip. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, the reason I wanted to mention this was because my daughter, who is in the final throes of a dissertation for a degree, um, is creating a website uh, with some of the stuff that she's been doing. And she had to convert some of her songs and stuff into MP3s. Now, she she created them all in GarageBand. Yay, GarageBand. Um, she was quite happy with all of her results. And she would put them into iTunes and then wanted to get them onto the website. Now, the website owned only accepted mp3 well there's a good reason for that there's a good reason for that yeah absolutely and she said dad i want to do some conversions i've got to get it done i need to finish this off i've really got oh i'm struggling and itunes won't convert it and i said what what are you on about because i right clicked on uh any of my drm free stuff which i'd got in itunes uh and right clicked on it and you do get an option to actually convert to mp3 However, you have to have your preferences set correctly. Yeah, because so, the auto preference for it is AAC. Correct. Now, what you have to do is you go into iTunes, you open up iTunes, you go into preferences, you click on general. Uh, towards the bottom of the right-hand corner, there is something called import settings. You click on import settings, and it's most likely set up to AAC or possibly AIIF, or Apple Lossless. Um, there are two further options, which are MP3 encoder and WAV encoder. All you have to do is choose MP3 encoder, click OK, click OK again to get out your general preferences, and then when you right-click on those, M- on those uh, songs or tunes or whatever it is, spoken word, which are DRM3, right-click on it, and you will get a sub-menu which says convert or export or duplicate as MP3. And Bob's your uncle and Sally's your aunt. Yes. Are, are they? 
Well, I'm nodding my head. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. Is that the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. Do you know, that was almost a useful tip as well, I think. God, this, uh, we've really got to get away from this. This show, is, this, this show is getting far too good. <laughs> we're, we're giving people, like, really great information. Uh, yeah. What's wrong with this? Yeah, and, and you haven't. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, not yet. <laughs> the day is young. The yes. day is young. Do you have a pick, young sir? I do have a pick. And uh, this will. Do you have a pick, young sir? Yonder. Well, young, young is a relative term. My mind is young, my body is old. The days are long, the nights are bold. I don't know, something <laughs> along those lines. Uh, if you if you do a podcast or if you have a need to record your various Skype calls, there's a really quick and easy way to do it that has nothing to do with loopback and audio hijack pro and garage band and all the rest of those. All you need is call recorder from Ecamm software. It's $30. And not only will it record your calls, it, they even give you the tools to convert them to, uh, other formats, which is good because this also works with video. So, uh, all the calls come in as .mov files, but it's super easy to change them to AIFF or MP3s or, or whatever it is that you want to change it. As a matter of fact, uh, do you have call recorder guys? Yeah, I do. She, your daughter probably could have just dropped that right onto convert to MP3. Uh, well, yeah, but she may not have. Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't say it was perfect kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ecamm software call recorder for the Mac, $30. Oh, God. Check it out. Stupid boy. I am. I am. I am such a nitwit. What you got? Uh, iTube downloader. Okay. So we all go to um, YouTube and see videos and sometimes think, oh, I just need to get that. Now, the reason uh, this is not illegal because I get sent loads of links for YouTube um, videos of games that I've refereed. And some of those are time uh, timed links. So, uh, you know, I've only got like two weeks to get to that link and, and actually watch the video uh, and, and download it. Now, the reason I want those videos is because I will review the game and see what mistakes I made, what I could improve on, et cetera, et cetera. Impossible. So what, Impossible. So what I what I found because I I got a, a link uh, last week. I've been thinking about this and think, oh, there must be an easier way. And I used to do it with another application, but that's long gone, died, whatever. So uh, I did a bit of a search, and actually this came from a link from MacWorld, and it's called iTube Downloader. Uh, from Alpha Software. Now, you get one full day, which is full featured for this particular application. Uh, after that, it costs $5.99. So it's not exactly an expensive application. No. And basically, it just allows you to put the link into the application and you can download in various different qualities. And then you've got that clip, that video uh, on your device and you can watch it as you want without having any restrictions played on you. And, um, yeah, 
it works a treat, works absolutely fine. So iTube downloader, uh, free for one full featured day, um, $5.99. Uh, go to www.alphasoftware.co um, slash iTube downloader. Link will be in the show notes. Dot whatever. Dot, well, no, I don't actually think it's a dot. It's just, yeah, okay. Well, it's probably like a dot HTM or, you know, I mean, if you really yeah, want to it's dig just, down yeah. into it. Yeah. But that would just be a stupid thing to talk about. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, coming up, we, we talked a little bit about it earlier. Uh, in July, there is the, the Mac Stock Conference and Expo, which is going to be in, oh yes, we've got some we've got some uh, vouchers or promo codes, haven't we? As well, I've got. Oh, do I, we don't have that in our notes? Oh well, I, we perhaps would have been the show because Mike, I think, had those. He said there is a uh, my Mac ten percent discount, wasn't there? Ten dollar, ten dollars discount. I think it was a ten dollar discount. And then and then there was an extra ten, and there was a and there was an extra ten. Well, go to the show notes, uh, folks, because if you're going to go. There is a discount uh, discount code, and we'll make sure that it goes into show notes, won't we, Guy? Well, sorry, won't you, Guy? <laughs> Somebody will do it. <laughs> Telling you what those those discount codes are, and there is an extra discount code for the first 10 people, though that might have gone now. So I think it was a – it might even have been a $20 discount, you know, Guy. I'm not sure. I'm sure it was at least 10 – uh, a $10 code discount. So we'll, we'll make sure that goes in the show notes and bad on us for being so lackluster in making sure we had that information. Color. <laughs> but yeah, you do not, if you can make this, this conference, do not miss it. It is going to be so much fun and it's actually going to be a lot easier to, to, to deal with than it was last year because everything is in one place instead of it being split up all over the place. Yeah. And so it's just outside of Chicago. It's July 16th. It's a nice place. It is. It is the, it's at this, this McHenry community or McHenry community college, something like that. But the, the actual room where all the speakers will be giving their talks is a gorgeous room. The seats are super comfortable. You know, when I'm up there speaking, you can take a nap and wait for somebody a little more important. But it's it's really going to be a lot of fun. You don't want to miss it. Uh, you know, if you can make it, you really need to be there. It's it's like the Macworld Expo without all the case vendors. That's what, that's what I like awesome. to say. It is awesome. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Facebook feedback. We are still at 160. Yay. <clears throat> uh, not much going on in G plus or Twitter or email, but you know, guess something happened this week that, that really what? blew my mind. What's that? What happened this week? Oh, you're thinking about the, uh, Apple event on the 21st, aren't you? Uh, no, I was thinking of something even more rare, which was we got a Skype phone call. Whoa, a Skype phone call steps back in amazement. <laughs> but actually, real, real quick, I don't get this upcoming uh, product thing from Apple. What? Uh, uh, yeah, Luke? yeah. No, Why is yeah, Loop in there? No, I, it's all about Infinite Loop. I, I, I'm not going to speculate. I think it's it's not the it best. No, it's, it's, anyway, it's, so, not, it's, not, no. it's not the best kind of link in that they've no. done before. No, anyway, we'll we see. did get, we did get a, uh, 
uh, a Skype phone call. And yep. by God, I'm going to play it right now. Do it. Hey, guy. Hey, Gaz. This is the same guy who called your Skype number before. Uh, apparently, I'm the only one who knows how to use it. Uh, <laughs> I, I usually listen to the podcast in the car, and it's a whole lot easier to call you than it is to try and type an email while I'm driving along. Really still love the podcast, and yes, I do listen to you as well as Security Now. Uh, your after show last time talking about tall people riding in cars, I just had to tell you. A uh, basketball player who was from my alma mater, North Carolina State University, he was seven foot five inches tall. Said all. When he was in high school, he drove a Ford must, uh, no, a Maverick. It's a very small two door car. <laughs> yes, he took is. out the driver's seat and drove it from the back seat. That was how he coped with being a tall person in a small car. Uh, thanks a lot. I will take that routine and I'll uh, hope that you will edit out the end of the podcast so that not everyone will know that my email address is thanks again, guys. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. <laughs> How'd you like that edit? Oh, that was superb. That was an that was an edit and a half. And thank you very much. What was his name again? Uh, Eric Bell. Eric, thank you, Eric. Superb. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes, you are the only person that knows how to use Skype. But, Apparently. you know, I, I, I'm not sure I'd boast about that too much, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, now, we, yeah, something else. Go ahead. Yeah, I can't believe this, Guy. I've just seen in the show notes. This, is a, this week is a week we will remember. Please, Until next week. Until next week. But please, or shall I do it? Actually, it's from the Go UK, ahead. so let me do it. Okay. Yeah. Five stars, iTunes review. Woo-hoo. <laughs> okay. So this is uh, by <laughs> Baldy Fat Dad from the UK. Great stuff, you guys. Love the banter. Whatever happened to that episode where one of you sounded like Fat Harry White from the Mark and Large Which I, I don't get that. No, no, it's a British thing. Uh, had me in stitches that week. Uh, Gaz, not Gas. Gaz, you'll know who I mean because you're the right age. Well, thanks a lot. Great stuff. Keep up the hard work. Um, a quiet follower. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Baldy Fat Dad. Send us your email because it's wooty time. Yeah, I'll, I'll be wootying it up this week. I got you will. You're you're wootyistic this week, aren't you? <laughs> Too busy on oh, the Oh, I like that. Wootyistic. Istic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, That's if uh, if Baldy Fat Dad wanted to get a hold of you, guys and Eric. Well, and, if Eric. They, yeah, and, and Eric, if they wanted to get hold of me, uh, not for the Wooties, although I will forward any information that you send to me onto the appropriate person who will create the Wootie Who's and that? get it sent by registered mail, and it will be delivered in a very large van to the front of your door and by, everyone By the Queen. Yes, yes. Okay, so well, you, can send, you can send an email to gaz at mymac.com, and that's G-A-Z. At mymac.com, or you can contact me on the Twitters. Right? On the Twitters, it's twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, G A Z M A Z, or you or you can contact both of us <laughs> on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash uh, guy and gaz, G U Y A N D G A Z Z, love as music. in. As in Z Cars, which is the music playing at the moment. I'll best finish that now. Um, you can also send an email to feedback at mymac.com. That's F W D B A C K at mymac.com. Guy, if yeah. those both Eric and um, 
baldy fat dad from UK <laughs> wants to get their wooty, where should they send that email? They should send that to the following email address, which would be guy, G-U-I, at mymac.com. An email from Guy? That's right. Actually, it'd be an email to Guy. <laughs> okay. And, okay. I haven't yeah, got that option, all right? <laughs> uh, well, you know, to talk to him, you know. You remember Guy? Yeah, yeah, get him straight. Uh, you can also contact me I uh, on, on, on the Twitters. <laughs> <laughs> and you can send that to Matt Perrin. <laughs> we have a Skype number, which apparently we- only Eric knows how to use. And if man. you're outside of the United States, it's a plus one. The area code plus is seven zero three seven zero three four three six four three six nine five zero one zero one seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. And Do you know what, guy? What? I'd like to thank all of the listeners for downloading oh. this podcast because without them, we're nothing. Oh, hang on a minute. Even with them, we're pretty much nothing, aren't we? Let's be honest. Now, we love the fact that you do it, folks. We do. We thank you we from do. the bottom of our toes. And we don't, we don't understand why you do it, but we love the fact that you do. We have great fun doing this show. It's therapy for Guy, and to be perfectly honest with you, it's probably a little bit of therapy for me as C- well. Certainly so. saves me a lot in, uh, in uh, ph- pharmaceutical pills. Yes, yes. Oh, spin my nipple nuts and send me to Alaska. <laughs> um, in fact, a lot of people might be doing that if a certain person gets into power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add to that? I think we're good enough. Oh. I've been and done it. I've only been and done it. Oh, I think we're good enough, <laughs> smart enough, and doggone it, even some people like us. Uh Thanks in e babo kat iun nom der ina bil io miog iol gagyog il jibul molgyan bang yab. North Korea hates this message. And. <laughs> Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can reach this and other great podcasts all on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, the Club Podcast, the Let's Talk Podcasts, OWC Radio, the Deeper Look Podcast, and the Mac Gist. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But um, I mean, well, for, if I could, for most yeah. people, yeah, yeah. An email from Guy. Yeah. <laughs> now, the reason I wanted to make this relatively rapid, if we can, okay, is because Anne said to me, um, Julie said that there's uh, a good uh, a good band on at the Roadmender Club. I said, uh, yeah, I did tell you I was podcasting tonight. She went, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. I know that term. <laughs> you know that. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I went, all right, uh, we'll see if we can do it as quickly as can. We perhaps go up afterwards. So that's what. <laughs> okay. But don't no, panic that, about that, t- it. that tone usually means, so it's yeah. it's something that, that I don't enjoy. So therefore, change your plans. <laughs> that's, that's wife talk. <laughs> 
that's wife talk for get your priorities right, will you? <laughs> and of course, priorities means her priorities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Been there. No, Anne's not too bad. She's pretty I know, good. No. But. And and Tracy typically, typically. <laughs> careful. Careful. It uh, doesn't, doesn't give me too, too much of a hard time about yeah. doing the podcast. Uh, as a matter of fact, the um, uh, part of the reason why I had to do it today was because there was this brunch with uh, a friend of hers tomorrow, which I think I told you last week. And uh, yesterday fine. we got an email from her saying that, oh, we just have too much on our plates and we're going to cancel the brunch. It was like, good, 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 It's not right. It's just yeah. not right. <laughs> ma, ma, no, not much. Ma, 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 ju, ma, ju, wana. <laughs> or something. Ma, ju, wana, sep. Yeah, okay. Ma, yeah, all right. Ma, ju, wana, scepter. <laughs> yeah, or something. Or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't oh. die. No, oh, well, that would yeah, that'd be really tough because I'm the one that has to edit the podcast. I'll be on my deathbed going, just one more audio cut. <laughs> <laughs> I have to reduce the volume. <laughs> Isn't levelator on this respirator? I need, a, yeah, I need, I need a uh, levelator that will re- respirate. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's something stupid. <laughs> Yeah, or not. that's or not, not going into the after show. No, no. Ah, but I feel much better. And I could eat a big awesome. steak sandwich right now. Mmm, steak sandwich with cheese and egg and onions. That, that'll block you up. Yeah, but see, I'm good. I definitely am not going to let you do it again. Why? That was a good too, end. Because you're too good. Oh. No, not the end. The language. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting to laugh. Well, you I mean, went... you have to remember, I took I took Taekwondo. <laughs> well, where did you take it? Well, it wasn't in Korea, but our our instructor <laughs> was, or I was going to say, was Korean because that would be silly because he still is Korean. <laughs> it's not like he woke up one morning and said, "You know what? Oh, you know what? I really don't want to be Korean anymore. I think I'm going to be from Bangladesh today." <laughs> Longka. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what he would say. Except he'd say it in Bangladeshi. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what language they speak in Bangladesh. It's probably it's probably Urdu, which is the same language they speak in Pakistan. Anyway, getting back to the point, I'm not going to the Sili language anymore because you're too good at it. Oh, okay. I make a much better mess of it than you do. 